This is Rama for Today Radio. Now the man was saved two or three nights later. Wasn't even saved then. See, God knows what he's doing, folks. And then I laid hands on him. He's filled with the Holy Ghost. Later on, I went to that presbyter church holding a meeting, and he told me, he said, you know what? Oh, I'm ashamed of myself. I'm sure that fellow wasn't going to get anything he's so mean. But you know, after all, he qualified. The Bible said Christ died for the ungodly. Doesn't it? I said, doesn't it? He qualified. And this pastor told me, said, that man, I'll tell you, he's the best worker we've got in this church. In fact, he's put more money into this church than since he's come in than all the rest of the men put together. He's done more work for God than all the rest of the men put together. Man, he said, just like he was 110% for the devil, he's 120% for God. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan wraps up his teaching, Doing the Works of Jesus, Volume 2. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. See, now this is a sectional camp meeting. You know, the section there. Number of preachers of the Assemblies of God ministers. They have a, then had a camp meeting every year, and they invited me to come be their camp speaker, you see. The presbyter, you see, he's over the section, told me later. Oh, Brother Hagin, he said, I thought, my God, he's missed God. Because, see, they hadn't seen anybody minister the way I was. Scared some of them. <laughs> Made some of them mad and backslid others. <laughs> and a few of them was glad. Well, any time the power of God gets a moving, things like that happen, you know. But this president said, I thought to myself, well, that man, when he started down the aisle, even though you did tell him, that, that, that man, see, was from, he was pastor of a church over at Antlers. Well, that man's not going to get saved. I mean, healed. Well, that man's the meanest man in town. His wife's a member of my church. But he's the meanest man. Anything you want to mention, that's him. That's him. Bootlegger, whoremonger, gambler. Crooked as a dog's hind leg. <laughs> Did you ever hear an expression like that? Like one lady said, she said, they're so crooked up there at that courthouse, when they die, they'll have to screw them in the grave. <laughs> and you know, I think she had it about right. Well, this fellow, this fellow, anything you want to mention, that's him, that's him, that's him. And this person thought, how's he going to get healed? Well, I got him down there, then I like to, because people think they got things planned, you know. I mean, outsiders and folks that are ignorant, you know, they don't know everything's going on. I said, anybody know this man? Any number of people lifted a hand, including this preacher who was the presbyter, standing close by. Yeah, I know it. I said, now then. You can't see. You wouldn't know whether this hernia has disappeared or not. The Lord told me he had two hernias, double hernia or rupture. I want three men to come, and we'll, we'll take somebody you got confidence in. Well, for instance, the ministers. The presbyter spoke up. He said, I'm from his town. I'll, I'll, I'll come and examine him, but I know. I happen to know his wife's a member of my church. He was operated on for hernia, and then it broke out. They operated on him again. And again, it, it bursted, you see. And, and now then, it's, it, it's nothing, they won't operate on him anymore. They even on this second operation, as they do sometimes, put some of that uh, screen wire-like stuff in there, you see, and it still bursted out. 
He said, I know it. But I said, all right, let's get, let's get some men up here, though, to, to examine him. See, can you feel those hernias? Yeah, yeah, we feel them. I said, all right, now I'm going to tell them to disappear. And then you tell me what happened. So I just cursed them, commanded them to disappear in the name of Jesus. And these three men, as witnesses, said, they're gone, they're gone. I said, okay, take them down there behind the platform, though, and, and remove his clothing and examine him closely and come back and tell us. And they come back and said, they disappeared. They disappeared. Now, that's a manifestation of the Spirit of God. I, why don't you do that with everybody? I can't. I can't. If the Spirit said do it, I can do it. If he don't, then I'll fall flat on my face. Are oh, you listening? Now, the man was saved two or three nights later. Wasn't even saved then. See, God knows what he's doing, folks. And then I laid hands on him. He's filled with the Holy Ghost. Later on, I went to that presbyter church holding a meeting, and he told me, he said, you know what? Oh, I'm ashamed of myself. I'm sure that fellow wasn't going to get anything he's so mean. But you know, after all, he qualified. The Bible said Christ died for the ungodly. Doesn't it? I said, doesn't it? He qualified. And this pastor told me, said, that man, I'll tell you, he's the best worker we've got in this church. In fact, he's put more money into this church than uh, since he's come in than all the rest of the men put together. He's done more work for God than all the rest of the men put together. Man, he said, just like he was 110% for the devil, he's 120% for God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, here's the point I'm getting to now. You see that, that man, that, that, that happened as a manifestation of the Spirit of God. Gifts of the Spirit in operation. How do I know he's a sinner? Is revealed to me by the Spirit of knowing. How did I know he had a double rupture? Spirit of God told me. How did I minister to him? The Spirit of God told me to tell him. And so I did, you see. Now, you see, uh, uh, that man was healed that way. Did I minister to anybody else in the crowd that way? No, not another soul. And the tent's full. Why didn't you? The anointing's upon you. Yeah, but the anointing's on me to lay hands on them. So I went ahead and laid hands on them. But what happened when you laid hands on them? Well, here was a lady with a little little boy under her arm. Actually, I don't know why. She stood in the heating line so long, got tired. I guess she had this boy up on her arm. But he's between five, well, four and five years old. 1951, August 1951. Down the city park of Hugo, Oklahoma, under a tent. And those little old legs, you know, was, was just a flopping like a rag doll because when he was 14 months old, he had polio. And those limbs, you see, were withered. You notice there at the pool of Bethesda, somewhere that withered, waiting there. Those limbs weren't very big around. You know, he never walked another step at the time he was 14 months old. See, now he's between four and five. And uh, hadn't grown long like they should. They were short. They weren't very big around. And, and, and no, never walked. No, no movement to him. You know, just flopping like a rag doll. Well, I laid hands on him. With the anointing of God's power and spirit, you see. No revelation. Well, you could see what he was. You didn't need to know. I, you know it's polio. I'm just looking at it. Boy, I'm sorry. Or would assume that. And instantly that boy was healed and run up and down the platform. One end or the other of the platform. Instantly ran up and down the platform. Praise God. When he's 16 years old, he's quarterback on the high school football team. When he's four, three, almost five years old, his little old legs are flopping around like a rag doll. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, now you see, healings come under different categories. Uh, that was the, uh, the only one I remember, you see, calling that fellow out, telling him what was wrong with him, ministering to him like that. But now what did that do? The purpose of that was as a sign and a wonder, a sign to the congregation to help them to demonstrate that the supernatural is here. God's moving. 
Now, if you'll believe when hands are laid on you, you'll get something. Hallelujah to Jesus. Are you listening to me? See, I didn't teach the man. He just said, how come him to come? The black preacher said, said, he don't ever come to church. How in the world come him to come over to the camp meeting? I don't know. See? Other than just hearing whatever was taught that night, preached. I didn't teach him about healing. He didn't even, like he said later, I didn't come expecting to be healed. You know, he's a sinner. He didn't come expecting to get anything. Probably came just like because his wife talked him in the notion of it. Probably came just because she nagged, nagged, and kept on after him until finally thought, well, just get it and shut up. I'll go. <laughs> More probability. You know, knowing women like I do. <laughs> now, you ladies, I'm going to have to straighten. I'm going to some of you fellas ought to stand around me here. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to get in trouble. Hey, amen. Praise God. Where were we anyway? You remember? Hallelujah. I'm showing you the different categories of healing. Now, why I preach and teach? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Notice, Paul didn't have, see, now, now, now contrast or compare that with these others, you see. And with the illustration I get, Paul here didn't have a manifestation of the Spirit. The Spirit never showed him anything about that fellow other than that he had faith to be healed. He perceived that. He didn't say it was revealed to him. He said he perceived that. Do you know you can perceive people have faith? Somebody or another just shows on their face. You can perceive when people are sad, can't you? Huh? Huh? Can't you? You can perceive when something's wrong with somebody, seem to be bothered with something, can't you? Can't you? You can perceive when people are happy. I mean, I'm just speaking naturally. Can't you perceive when people are happy and glad? Can't you? Can't you? Sure. Well, you can perceive when people are doubting and in fear. Well, you can just see fear and doubt and unbelief written all over their face. So like a question mark on their face. But you can perceive when people are believing. There's a different kind of a look on their face. Paul steadfastly beholding him. I know I've been preaching sometime, teaching, particularly teaching. And in my classes in years gone by and days gone by, and, and just teaching away, you know. And they were people I knew that were candidates for healing, candidates to be filled with the Spirit, and I perceived they had faith. Now, see, they'd been there before. I'd even laid hands on them. They got nothing because they weren't in faith. And I didn't have any manifestation of the Spirit, so it has to be on the basis of faith. And right in the middle of my Bible lesson, just like we're sitting here in the middle of the I just pointed to them and said, you're ready, stand up and start talking in tongues. And they just got up and started talking in tongues. Or if it was healing, I said, you're healed, just get up and walk off. And they just got up and walked off, see. Well, now that wasn't the manifestation of the Spirit. I could do that on the manifestation of the Spirit if he said so, but I perceived they had faith. I, I saw that. I saw that, you see. And so that's what Paul did. So he said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And the man leaped and walked. Glory to God. Now you see the reason for teaching and preaching? Can you see that? Can you see that? You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. This month's package includes two special resources. First, the book entitled Called of God by Ken Hagan. The next item in this offer is the single CD by Ken Hagen, Every Member a Minister. All this for $14.95. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. 
That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Hey, listen, we also have a magazine called the Word of Faith Magazine, and you can go to rhema.org and you can read it online. That's right. Or you can download it. You can also, at rhema.org, you can also access uh, Rhema Praise and archived uh, conferences that we've had. And then you can, if you want to, you can listen to the Rhema for Today, our radio podcast. podcast. That's right. Uh, Man, we also have a Roku. We have channel there. That's right. In fact, I think we were one of the first ministries to get a channel on Roku. 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 That's right. Maybe I'll say it right next time. (laughs) And, and you can also join us live on Sunday and Wednesday evening for our uh, Rama services right here in the Broken Arrow mm-hmm. campus yep. at rama.tv, 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Sunday. That's Central Time. That's right. And at 7 p.m. on Wednesday for Hour of Power. Mm-hmm. We invite you to, to, to do that. And, uh, you know, just thinking about it, you can download the Rama USA app, app. Uh-huh. on your, on your iPhone, smartphone. your smartphone, your iPhone, Android, uh, iPad, iPad, mini That's iPad, right. and right. then you can you can watch right there on that. Well, you know, there's we we what what we're trying to do is to use every avenue available to tell people about Jesus. That's what we're trying to do. And you know what? There's a lot of you that have become our partners. We call them word partners. That helps us. Monday, we'll have another exciting message from Ken Hagen. That's next week on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. We're looking forward to you being with us next week. Have a great weekend.